in your hope of being a witness and reaching people around you with the gospel, with bringing them salvation and hoping for them to get saved. Have you ever felt like this? Don't touch him. Don't touch him. I have to help him. Give me something to get around Get aboard. Yeah, put the chair. Sometimes when we try and reach people with the gospel, they don't really react the way we thought they would and the way we'd hope for them to. Sometimes they get all nasty, they get all over us and they they don't really see that we're trying to help them and what our heart is for them. They don't understand that they get the wrong perspective and sometimes they just don't see what you see in the cross. And sometimes we're hoping for a certain miracle. We're hoping for people to for or for God to move in a certain way. We, we think things like, oh, if only they would get healed now, they would see God come. If only God would do this miracle right now, then they would see him and they would see his goodness and they would repent. We we have these ideas, right? And sometimes these things do not go according to plan. And then we feel like a failure. We feel like we've done something wrong and we're confused. So what is there to do about this? I have felt this way before. I know many of you have felt this way before. But are we a failure when this happens? John 7 verse 38 Yeshua said, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus said that if you believe in him and you start walking like he does, you become like a well, like a spring of living water. You give water to other people. You, you become a well where other others would come to drink from. And when they drink from your well, they're drinking of the water that was poured into your well by the father. So they're drinking of the father and now they will start believing they will start becoming wells themselves and others will drink from them. This is what Jesus is getting at when he is speaking of these things. Now, I want to tell you that story about that story. My wife, Christina, uh, when she had her birthday about a year ago, she, I knew that she loved plumeria plants like these flowers. Right. And they only come forth in tropical areas like Hawaii. And there were some of them in, in South Africa where I come from. And so I bought them some, but bought her some of these flowers and these flowers we had to plant them and we needed needed to take care of them and because we live on the east coast the climate is not really where these flowers would grow you do not find these flowers growing outside they need special attention in this climate because otherwise they would simply die and so we planted them and we took care of them even to the point i mean we really pampered them to the point where if there was a storm 
that was coming, like, you know, it was gonna rain or something, we would go and run outside and we would take those pots and we'd bring them inside so that, you know, they don't get blown over or something happens because we want these flowers to eventually bloom. We want these flowers to come forth and that that is a hard thing. These plants are actually difficult to get that to happen. If you've ever had plumerias, you'd understand, especially growing them where we are right now. So it was interesting because we had uh, four of these and the first one started blooming like in the first few months. It was amazing. And right after the flowers bloomed, that plant just died. Like it was crazy. Like it bloomed and then it just died. And there was three left and the other three, they did not bloom in that season at all. They just grew leaves. So uh, now we're, we're, we're pampering these flowers, we're watering them, we're taking care of them like our babies. And a year later, just, and this is, this happened just a few weeks ago, just before winter, um, hits because it's about to become winter now and where it would be too late, you know, cause it gets too cold. But before, so just before this winter hits, the other one started blooming and now we have another one that it started blooming flowers. And, and I remember my wife, when she saw this, she was so, we were so excited because we haven't seen this happen, uh, in a year, right? Since we've got them, it took so long. And so there's two others left who have not bloomed yet. Now, you know, what's interesting is all four of these we took care of in the same way. We all, they were all watered the same way. They were all, all taken in when it was raining very hard or when there was wind and stuff. You know, we, all of them got the same amount of sunlight, whatever. They got the same attention, but yet their reaction to it was different. There were some of them that the one that bloomed very quickly and then it just died. And then there was another one that didn't bloom in the beginning, but a year later it bloomed. And then there was the other two that have not bloomed even up to this point, but, but we're hoping for them to bloom in the future still as we continue to take care of them, right? And so it is with people. Brothers and sisters, you have a well, you have a spring of water. You have the ability to water people. And these people are like plants. You will water them and some of them you will, you know, you will plant, you will water, you will see them bring about flowers quickly. Others you will take care of and, and you will give the same amount of attention as that first person in the same way and all that, but they will take a year later before they bloom. And there will be others who you're in contact with and you're trying to water for years on end and they still have not bloomed yet. But it's all in the Lord's timing. You see, we read that Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. You see, brothers and sisters, we do our job. We plant, we water. God brings the increase. And sometimes you're going to plant and you're going to water a person right from your well and by the time you know people come into your life and they leave your life constantly this is how life is people come in and go out and so you will be able you will be, have cases where you're watering a person and that person will leave your life move on to someone somewhere else or whatever 
and they will not bloom until years later. But your impact was still there. You did not see the blooming, but you had an impact on their life. And so it is in the kingdom of God. And there are people that will bloom quickly. It would seem like they're just getting on fire and they're just taking this up and then they will fall away quickly as well because they never took root. That's like it was with that first flower that bloomed very quickly. yet died just as quickly as it bloomed. And so, brothers and sisters, I'm sharing this because there is no such thing as failure in God's kingdom when it comes to this. We have this idea that if I go ahead and I get so many people to repent, you know, that's what success is. No, success is when you obey the Lord. Success is when you are being a witness and you water people. The increase, the results, the blooming of the flower is on God's part. That is what he does. That's why Paul watered or Paul planted Apollo's water and God gave the growth, as he said. So I hope that helps you. I also want to share regarding some things to look out for while because while, you know, watering a plant and all that is is good. There's also things when you look after plants that you want to do to take care that what you do, do not harm the plant, that your witness is pure and good to a person. For example, if you've ever taken care of a plant, you'd know that you need to understand how much water this plant can take. You don't want to give it too much water and you also don't want to give it too little water. You see, you can overwater a plant. You can and you can overwater similarly a person. If you're in relationship with a person and you hope for them and you hope to be a witness to them to accept the Messiah into their life, you don't want to have your relationship simply be always about this one thing. And here's what I mean by that. If me helping someone has strings attached, or if me loving someone has strings attached, or if me doing something or whatever for someone has strings attached, that's wrong. We ought to do things for people, love people, be good Samaritans and and, and, and be an example of hope to the world without strings attached. Even if that string is, I need you to pray this prayer with me to accept Jesus or I need you to accept God. If if you if your relationship with someone is only built purely 100 percent about being a witness, you know, that can even be a problem because this person will think you have an agenda. You need to be a friend, be a human being, be a, a, a help and inspiration to this person outside of just trying to get something at them. If you are just a friendly person who's just sharing what the Lord has done for you and you're just, you know, you obviously have a hope that this person will be touched by what you share, but your relationship with this person has no strings attached. That's the way it's supposed to be. Because if we have strings attached, people pick that up like this. They know when if you're trying to um, help them or do something for them and you're just trying to get something out of it. In fact, people are shocked when you do things for them without strings attached. And that's what Yeshua did. He healed people unconditionally. Think about that. 
think about Peter, how Peter appointed to the man who was lame and said, I don't have money for you, but rise up and walk. Peter didn't first go and say, okay, so if you do this, 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 and this, then you will get this healing. No, he did not do that because he, the healing was free of charge. And that man who got healed had a choice. He could go and follow the Messiah. He could go and not follow the Messiah. There will be blessing and cursings depending on that choice, but he was free to make that choice. And so in the same way, we present our life as a blessing to people and they are free to make the choice of following the Messiah or not. But we are not a blessing to them only as long as they do what we want them to do and to accept the Messiah. We are a blessing to them regardless of that. And when you are in that place where you're a blessing, regardless of that, that's when people actually want what you have, because they will ask, what is this hope that's in you? Why are you so nice to me? Why are you a blessing to me, even though you have nothing to gain from it? That could only be the work of God in your life. See, that's the witness that you want to have. And similarly, on this line of thought, you don't want to have it all if you only are are constantly overwatering if all the only re- your relationship is whenever you're talking to that person you're only talking about God you're only talking to them about how they need to repent or or whatever it is these people are not going to want to hear what you have to say anymore like you and, and then you'll start criticizing their unbelief because you grow impatient and you don't want you want them to grow faster than they are and and then this criticism spirit of criticism comes in and then you start becoming a constant critique in their life about how they're not living right and not doing things right and all this. You know, people know when they have issues. People know when they have sin. Even the unbelievers know this. What they need is people to pull out the treasure and show them who they are. And instead of just pointing out the trash, anyone can point out the trash. It takes a man of God to pull out the treasure, to show people who they are so they can be like, wow, this is who I am. This is who I was made to be. And this, and I was actually I'm actually I'm actually valuable in the father's eyes because he died for me. And because of that, I want to stop doing the bad stuff that that because those are not things that I was made to do. I was made for better things, for holiness. See, people will see these things when we show them who they are. But if you just if you all you're ever doing is pointing out the trash in their life, then why would you expect them to change their behavior if you're just only reinforcing their bad behavior. You're just saying this and this and this is bad. This and this and this is bad. This and this and this is bad. Well, why would you're just reinforcing what's bad? You're not pulling out what's good and saying, look, you have a talent in this and this and this and the Lord gave you this talent and he wants you to to prosper in this way. Right. All these things. This is what God wants us to do as his people is be an inspiration to people who are lost. And the next thing I want to talk about is underwatering plants. If we never gave Christina's plants any water, they would die just as much as they would die if we gave them too much water. If we gave them no water, they would dry of thirst. And so similarly, we must be a witness. We don't want to underwater because we are afraid of what people may think or whatever. We don't want to not be a witness and keep quiet when we should rather speak out and, and share with people the truth. And then on the next level is you don't want to be treating people as a lesser because of whatever reason. If you don't agree with them on 
you know, the way they they are, they act, they dress, what they believe regarding God, or maybe even sin issues or or whatever it is. Maybe they believe in some conspiracy theories that you think is crazy. Okay, it doesn't really matter. If whatever it is, there's something that you think that they're doing that is not wise, you don't want to be treating them as lesser because of that, because it, you are unable to be a witness to someone who you think you are better than. If you think you're better than someone else, you can't be a witness to them because you need to become the least like the Messiah taught to consider others as better than yourself so that you can be a witness to them of humility. Because if you're not a witness of humility, you're going to be a witness of pride. And if you're a witness of pride, why would they want what you have? The only thing that's going to set you apart from other people and other religions and other things is the humility that the Messiah puts inside of you. And if that's not on the forefront of your character and who you are and how you treat people, they will pick it up like that and they would not want what you have. And you will be doing more damage to the witness of the Messiah than good. The next thing I want to talk about is that we need to be taking these plants into shelter when it rains. Like I mentioned how Christina and myself, we were... When there was a storm, we would run outside and we would take the plant pots and we would bring them in to protect these plants from the bad storm outside, right? And in the same way, you don't want to just be in someone's life as long as things go well with them. When things are going hard with people and they're in a tough spot, you want to be there for them more than ever. You want to be the person, the friend that's around through all circumstances because that's who the Messiah was. He is with us and he is still like that today. He comforts us even more when we feel like we need comfort. He come, he draws near when things are hard. And in the same way, that's when what we should be. We should be drawing close to people who are suffering because that's when they're going to be looking up for help from God, from whoever to help them. And in that situation, you want to be the one around. You want to be the one who they're looking, who they're seeing. They want to see you. You need to be the guy who's saying, there's this need that you have. I'm going to meet it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give to you. I'm going to provide financially in this area that you're struggling because that's what the Messiah did. He gave, he gave, he gave. And that's what he calls us to do. And furthermore, on a secondary level, when we think about these plants, if we never had water to water them with in the first place, they would be underwatered and they would dry up, right? So similarly, if you, your Yeshua said you are supposed to be a well of living water. But if you do not have that water, that is, if you do not believe in the Messiah the way you should. And that what I mean by that is, you know, belief is not just intellectual belief is I believe intellectually, but also I prove that belief by living what I speak, by living what I teach and say. You know, you don't want to be a hypocrite that says one thing but does another because then you don't have the water to give. Then you are trying to water plants and water people, right? While you are running dry yourself. And that's a big problem because people will pick that up quickly. They will realize that what you're speaking about has no good fruit in your own life. So why would they want what you have if you do not bear good fruit? Because we 
judge a tree based off its fruit and and all people do this people even who aren't believers they look at a person's life as a witness to see whether what they're saying is just intellectual mumbo jumbo and knowledge or whether it actually has taken root and is bearing good fruit of character and love and other fruits of the spirit peace kindness joy faithfulness gratefulness etc so are you dry or are you do you have water yourself and lastly brothers and sisters i want to the last thing i would say on this is do not grow weary it when you're when we're watering those plants you know i mentioned to you how there were some of these plants who still have not um, made it they still have not born uh, 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 flowers they haven't bloomed yet but that's okay because we are patient we're not growing weary. we're not giving up we're not saying oh no you know let's just throw out those two plants that are still to bloom let's just keep the one that's bloomed no we're keeping all of the ones who are alive and who are allowing us to water them and we are giving them water for them to all bloom in his perfect timing we are not going to get angry at them we're not going to go and say you know um, we give up we're going to be patient and kind regardless of how we are treated, regardless of any of that, because that's what the Messiah did. And do not get offended by those who are lost because, you know, they're going to say things and act in ways that may feel hurtful and all that. I understand that. But also remember that you were once lost before. You were a sinner before. You were someone who lived in contradiction to God before. And you were blind. You did not see others around you. And so in the same way, understand that God had patience with you. You need to have patience with these other people who do not see it yet. And ultimately, all that I'm talking about here is simply to love people. We need to love people where they're at through their struggles, their circumstances, their beliefs. And of course, that doesn't mean we compromise the truth. But it does mean that we are patient, loving and kind and there for them through all circumstances and seasons and times. And if you apply these things, you will see flowers bloom. You will also be able to water flowers who you may not see, see bloom in, in your interactions. But many of them will bloom later in their lives as the Father continues to water, water them through other people as well. So I hope that this blesses you. God bless you and keep you. Shalom.